What's going on, everyone? Welcome to Round Tripper here on 89.1 WXVU. It is Monday, May 6th, our final show of the year. I am joined with a different assortment of guests this time. Of course, always Conrad Bayer to my right. Yep, number one guest, co- guest host. But we also have Jordan Chikarone and Jack Sherwood in. Big news coming soon. Big news coming soon. Jordan, how are we doing? Good, good. Good to be here. Yeah, it's, it's what I want to hear. I know Sherwood's very excited. The news, news will come in a little bit, but last show of the semester, uh, Matt and Moy are currently at rowing practice right now, so we lost two good soldiers. Yeah, yeah, we picked up two new ones. We did pick up two new ones, so excited, exactly right, <laughs> excited to um, give some new new people a try, um, but we, we've got our dedicated rowers, Yeah, so it's, they gotta do what they, what they gotta do. We also lost the two Bostonians. Yeah, that's then real again, unfortunate. It's probably a good thing that Moy's not here after he declared the Boston series to be over last week. And <laughs> well, we'll get into where that is in a little bit. Um, but as always, got to start with the shout outs. Shout out to Connor, even though he's not here. You better be listening, McGovern. It's not an excuse. Be. That is not an excuse. Hope you enjoyed the wedding. I usually say Jordy, but I don't have to because he's right in front of me. Uh, <laughs> Jules, Megan, Shan, Joe, Rev, Fiona, Emma, Rick, Dan, Jane. I would say Sherwood, but I'm not going to. Brian, Shaq, Sophia, Annie, Elizabeth, Jen, Mike, Rayo, my Uncle Ken, Aunt Di, Marie, Joe, Johnny, Mom, Dad, Bears, Woods, Moyes, Sherwood, Chickarones, anyone that is listening, thank you. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I made sure I hit everyone. That would, yeah. And now, listen, I, I have to hit everyone. I, I get it. <laughs> A reminder. It would be unfortunate if you miss somebody and we had to correct you. Yeah, that would be bad. Podcast is live every Tuesday morning on both iTunes and Spotify. Uh, it might be a little delayed tomorrow, unless I wake up and get it done before I move out. You better wake up. Our <laughs> listeners need need to have that for their Tuesday. <laughs> so we'll get to why he's saying that in a second. Uh, but just search Round Tripper two words on both those platforms, and it should pop up. Phone line is open. Skype Patrick Zhang at three one five. Jordy usually calls in, but he's here, so it doesn't even have to uh, call in for those picks. But so, how's everyone doing? Fantastic, Pat. Good. Good. How are you doing, Pat? I'm doing great. I'm doing spectacular. That seems to be in a really good mood right now. I am in a good mood. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm done. For a couple of days now, maybe. I would say since Saturday night. Saturday night. Like 8 o'clock? I, I had yeah. finished up with um, with two really tough finals that day. Um, so I was... That huge news for Rookie of the Year, too. I, yeah. won, I won Newcomer of the Year for the group, yeah. I got a vote. <laughs> you got a I got a vote. vote. Yeah, we also, I wasn't won, shut out. we also won Best Duo. That's right. Yeah, hey, yeah. Oh, bad, bad radio right there, but we high-fived across the... Um, I got an award. Let's not say which yeah, one. We don't have I, I got an award. One. We don't miss... We don't mention... We don't mention what award, Conrad. It's won. not important, no, but... No, but... Let's just... We got some hardware. All right, so here's, here's how we'll start it, even though I didn't write anything down this week for the first time, because I was packing, and then we had dinner, so... Um, <laughs> Yeah, so that was yeah, there's something in between. Kind of difficult. I don't know what though. Eating lunch? No, nah, he didn't eat all day before dinner. Do I have to cut your mics off? <laughs> 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 in the show. No. Well, here we are. May sixth, final show of the semester. Another year down. <laughs> and Connor's going to sleep as I start talking again. What? What a way to start the show off! <laughs> Absolute disaster. <laughs> I think it's going great right now, to be honest. I'm, I'm enjoying it. Oh, wow. sure, sure, we're not having a blast. Yeah. Jordan, Jordy's great. actually doing research. Jordan, Jordan's He's sure doing he's great prepared. stuff. Some could say the new duo is Sherwood and Conrad. Like some, some might say. Some. <laughs> God help me. Oh my God, I get to go home tomorrow. Thank God. <laughs> You're going to miss us. No, not at all. Yeah, you are. Nope. Yep. All of us. <laughs> Someone yeah. It's not me. Not me. We won best duo. Yeah, else. <laughs> Go on with your monologue. Somebody's. This is a terrible radio right now. We got a lot to cover. He hasn't finished his monologue yet. No, after the monologue. Uh, we've reached the playoff <laughs> portion of the season. There's no point in even going through this, clearly. 
It's the NBA playoffs. It's the NHL playoffs. We had a crazy Kentucky Derby over the weekend uh, where replay review came into effect yet again. I hope you didn't turn away after it like I did once yeah. it was over. Just because get, it get wasn't mad. really over. So congrats to Country House. Yes. Yeah. And Maximum Security was um, was disqualified. Jordan, what do you think about that? Um, I don't really know. I, so I, I saw the disqualification. And I obviously, my, my heart goes out there for anyone who bet on, who bet on the... That's why I wanted to ask you. Qualified. It wasn't me. I recommended it, and I, I didn't follow because I don't know anything about horses. But I, my confusion is, when it got disqualified, was it the horse's fault? Was it the was it the man's fault? Like, who? The jockey. The jockey. Was, yeah, who was it to blame? I think it was the jockey. I think it was the jockey. I, I play the, I'm a big pony guy. Uh, I think he, broke, he broke him too soon. He should have waited until he got around the corner. That's from, like, the novice's eye from what I saw. The replay. I think that he got too tight next to who was who did he bump? I don't even know who he bumped. Who it was. Whoever it was, I think got a raw job too because they probably should have could have ended up winning too. But yeah, I think that it was the jockey's fault for pushing him too far to the left. Huh. That's some good horse analysis right there. Okay. Yeah, I was initially under the impression that it was the horse's fault, and I would be furious if I. <laughs> I I think that that's pretty fair, but yeah, I'm not even gonna try to go with monologue after that. So right. just go with your breaking moves. Breaking moves. No, no, Pat does it. Pat oh, I'm, I'm all right. So this, so that was Sherwood as a cow. Um, for for breaking news. Um, we have a new producer of our show that is he's co-hosting this week and will be filling in. Not well, filling in this week as a co-host, then we'll take over as a producer for this show. Um, going forward into next year, and his name's Jack Sherwood. Oh, sorry, I'm just updating my resume. <laughs> producer of Round Trooper. And we're very excited to have someone to, um, keep one, keep us in line, um, two, make sure we hit the times. Social media. Social media coordinator, too. Uh, we, we talked shop last night. That's my new favorite word, talk talking shop. Talking shop. Um, we did. Shop. That's what I said. Talk oh, I thought, shop. Oh, I thought it was... I thought like barber shop, shop like yeah, LeBron's yeah. new show? I said talk shop. No, it's... Okay, no. We talked shop last night with, you know, look ahead, pinky bets. Oh God! Um, what else was there? We had a lot of. There's just a lot. Of, there's a, a the big, pod, blowout, big blowout for the first episode. Yeah, that already planning first episode next yeah. year. Yeah, we're working on a pretty um, important guest. May, we we talked about possibly Instagram live, Facebook yeah. live, yeah, something like that yeah. through uh, through Jack being here. You know, big, big things to come next it's, year. It's Senior gonna year is going to be a blast. That's going to be huge. And then, of course, we'll always have Jordy's lock of the week. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so that's exciting. Um, of course. So let's just kick into then NBA playoffs just to get things started. Oh, also, since we're this, if you couldn't tell, this is going to be the most laid back and relaxed show possibly <laughs> we've ever done. Um, we're going to end each segment with a Mount Rushmore. Yeah, get things going to the summer. And then we'll, uh, we'll get things, uh, moving there as I adjust the microphones. Um, all right. So Milwaukee is up two games to one over Boston, a, well, a blowout win um, in Game 2, and then a win in Game 3. What do we think is yeah. going on? I just think, uh, I think this Bucks celtics series is similar to the uh, Toronto, the Toronto Sixers series. I think both, I just see both going back and forth because no one team has shown they're really going to be dominant um, for, for the entire series because both, all four teams have had a, a good game where they showed they're really dominant, and then you showed why they're not the Warriors and why each team really only has that one star that if that star shows up, they have a good chance to win, but somebody else might not because, especially for the Bucks with Giannis, there's only really Giannis and Chris Middleton you can really count on to get anything done. Bledsoe has had an absolutely terrible playoffs. And you can't really trust him to do anything, but you, you should expect to have a guard of his stature, be able to do something in the playoffs, but the Celtics have kind of shut him down. And Kyrie just hasn't had a great, a, really a great series since game one. So there's really a lot lot to be expected on both sides, but I see both those series going long. And um, it's just interesting to see Giannis really in his first playoff action in a really competitive series to see what he's able to put out there. You were all over Bledsoe. Was it Saturday night or Friday night? And he, I think it was Friday. I was all over him. All and over. Yes, you were. And he... Pff, was I wrong? Uh, he made a couple shots, but maybe in, like, cleanup time. But I, I think you got to expect more. He's supposed to be, like, your number two, number three guy. No, that's true. Yeah. No, I think that's why. It's a yeah. big taper off after, like, Giannis. And yeah. Else. Big drop off there. Yeah. 
Yeah, very true. <laughs> I think I think I think the story of the series more than anything though is still the game of adjustments between Brad Stevens and Budenholzer and how the players are playing defense more than anything. I think that a lot of the adjustments and a lot of the the ways these the way that these teams have been improving even on a single game basis has been defensively as opposed to offensively. What's really interesting to me about the series is actually how Bledsoe has been handling Kyrie and how Kyrie's been shut down. I think that's the biggest narrative of the series. And if Kyrie doesn't have a good game tonight, that's going to be one of the biggest narratives of the playoffs, really. Now that Kyrie, you know, what was he doing all regular season? Calling for his teammates to be better, calling for his teammates to work harder, have better chemistry, all of that stuff. And now this is the biggest game of the night for them tonight. It's already started, by the way, going on right now. And if Kyrie can't step up in this scene, well, he had no right to call out his teammates in the first place, and really, Boston's not working out for him. So, once again, that's going to lead to another big storyline. It's going to be that New York storyline. Oh. Where's Kyrie going next? Yeah. yeah, he will be Nick. Yeah. So, if he, blows up, that one. if he blows up no. Boston, same thing could happen. But, <laughs> you know? I, so, this series, I, I said it last week, and I, I stand by it. I think it's it, obviously all the attention is going to go to that Warriors and Rocket series, but this series is spectacular in that I, I just think the two teams are such a matchup issue for each other that it's it's fantastic to watch them go back and forth. We saw Kyrie in Game 1, how good he can be. Hasn't really been able to follow that up. Um, Boston clearly missing uh, Marcus Smart, who could be coming back for a potential Game 5. He said he's coming back tonight. Yeah, so there you go, um, which is tonight. So. Yep. We'll uh, we'll see. Oh yeah, there you go. Whenever Marcus Smart makes his official returns, I'm not sure if he's checked in yet. He but, hasn't. Yeah, he hasn't. Yeah, but he is. Uh, he is active for tonight. Yep. So that going forward, I think will be a huge storyline to watch. And it's Milwaukee's been able to hit threes in this series, which I didn't think they were going to be able to going in. Especially you think about Boston's um, perimeter defense is really really good. Yeah. yeah. But Milwaukee's been able to find some really good lanes and. Because of that, they've taken advantage. Yeah, you know, we were talking about this last week with my lock of the week and how Boston has been adjusting defensively to to a lot of what the Bucks have been doing. And in the last two games that the Bucks have won, it hasn't really looked like the Celtics have made any more major adjustments. They were playing just as good defense, and it was a lot of Brooke Lopez hitting that contested three over Al Horford, which you just would never expect because he never had to force up such contested shots, but they're still playing their game, and they're doing it well. And I think the most interesting narrative of this story is that the Bucks really have an opportunity here to change the mold of what a successful NBA playoff team looks like. One, they had an incredible regular season, which isn't usually characteristic mm-hmm. of playoff success. They did it by putting an effort. They're a team that doesn't have a lot of stars, like we talked about last week, that A player, that B player, you need both to be good. Their B player is Chris Middleton. Their C player is up in the air. You don't even know. So for them to win and have success against a team like Boston, they really changed up the story of what it takes to be a successful NBA team. Yeah, and listen, they hadn't won a series in 15 years before yeah. that first-round series, so this is different for Milwaukee. And they don't have the playoffs experience that Boston does, and yet here they are, up two games to one. Now, with that being said, I still think Boston ends up winning this series, despite two really poor games in a row. What is ever, how does everyone think this thing shakes out? I believe last week I said I thought the Bucks were going to win, mm-hmm. and I, I'm standing by that. They're just the two games since we last talked. Um, Giannis has shown what he's able to do, and Milwaukee has gone back to hitting more shots than they did in Game 1, where in Game 1 they really just could not shoot at all, and Boston was hitting everything. Um, and I just, with the whole, I said, the storyline all year with the Celtics has been their locker room hasn't been great because Kyrie hasn't been able to really take that step as a leader, even though he's talked to LeBron and done God knows what. But I just I just don't think it's it's gonna work, and I think maybe having Marcus Smart back will change something and add that toughness that they probably need to stop Giannis. But I, I just don't see I I don't see enough coming out of this Celtics team, even though they are super talented. It just hasn't clicked this year, and I don't think it's gonna click for three more games. Yeah, I think also going up that too is uh, Milwaukee has a really deep bench. Well, not deep, but like their bench has been out. They have options out yeah, there, they sure. Have options and the Celtics bench, you know, maybe if Smart comes back, that'll help add depth or whatever. Um, you know, whatever the um, lineup ends up like formulating. But I think it comes down to that where, um, you know, just being able to go into the bench and um, utilize that. So I think, I think Bucks and Six. Bucks and Six? Wow, Six, six is impressive. I, I like that, though. I'm also going to go with the Bucks. I think. They just have a much higher ceiling. They are a team we don't know what we could get mm-hmm. out of them because it's new for them. They've never been here before. They still have 
home court advantage. They're still going to have plenty of games at home to take that back. And they still have Malcolm Brogdon coming back, who's sure. been a great contributor for them mm-hmm. all, year. all year. Whether it's defensively, offensively, he's a shooter. He's athletic, which is something that the Bucks really rely on. And he's realistically one of their three most athletic guys between him, Giannis, and uh, Bledsoe. All are just huge dudes for, for their role. And I think defensively, he's going to be just as important as a guy like Marcus Smart coming back with even better offensive capabilities. So they really have a chance to carry their momentum, get more momentum back with him and the home court advantage. Yeah, fair enough. Then going to that other series that I mentioned there, Houston took game three in overtime. Golden State now leads two games to one. Game four is tonight at 9.30. Does Houston have a chance in this? Could game three have been a a, a pendulum swinging type game, or is this still all Golden State? It's still all Golden State. Uh, Yes, the Rockets, people have been saying they're the one team that has a legitimate shot to take down the Warriors. And they did need to win game three because if they didn't win game three, I think they could have been swept tonight. But with that win, I think it was it, it took them overtime to get it done. I still think the Warriors are by far the better team. Um, Steph hasn't really been playing great. So if he steps up in one of these next couple of games, then the Rockets are kind of done. And it, it, it's been taking a lot for Harden to kind of keep this team having a fighter's chance in this in this series. I just think the Warriors are too good. They're figuring it out. Um, they're having those third quarters again where they, they go off like they did last year. Um, but I think the Warriors are too good, and Houston just hasn't been able to really figure it out this year as they had a, I think they had a better chance last year um, because Iguodala was out, and now that he's back, they kind the Warriors have that depth, depth lineup that has mm-hmm. been touted for for many years, and with that being back, I don't think the war- the Rockets got a shot. I think it's done in five. Um, yeah, I'm going off that too. Uh, game three, like they had to go. That was their best shot. That was they went all out and they took them to overtime and they had to win. Um, they were up by seven going into the fourth quarter. I think what comrades said. I think that they have Golden State's always like last year. Their calling card was the great third quarters. It's like yeah, you mm-hmm. be close at halftime. Yeah, and then blow you out of the water there. Exactly. So. Um, yeah, I exactly like Conrad couldn't have said it better. Steph's been like ice cold. Just wait for him, you know, to like put in his context and see the rim and then like shoot. So, um, yeah, I think that he'll be. I think he'll be good. And um, yeah, I can. I don't see this going more than five either. All right. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm up a little bit. Maybe yeah, my Rockets fan might might shine through a little too much here. But I do think Rockets have a chance. I think that the biggest thing with the Warriors that's that's an issue with them or they've never had before is absolutely their depth. Um, the, the depth of the Warriors is the worst it's ever been. They really do have three superstars, four superstars, you could say, if you count Draymond, but four great players they can rely on. And Draymond has been the key to the series, so, so I'll give him a superstar for this. But outside of that, there's really no one else that they can rely on, and no one else is really helping the team. And while I do think they have the talent to beat the Rockets, that last game, you guys both mentioned it, Steph hasn't been playing up to snuff, and Steph dislocated his finger which can still be a very serious injury. You really don't know what he's dealing with. It definitely was affecting his shooting last game. He was shooting around 30%, which is just not a Steph-like performance. And he wasn't hitting a lot of those confident shots. I think, one, that's going to affect his confidence. And two, he could just be injured to the point where it truly is affecting his game. And that makes this game tonight, obviously, other than the 3-1 lead, even more important because it's really a statement game for Steph. If this game, Steph struggles again, the next thing you're worried about is Steph being injured. And when you have no depth like the Warriors do, mm-hmm. that's a big issue, especially when they only have those four stars. You lose one of them. I don't really think they have the firepower. What the Rockets are starting to figure out is, is that they really have no answer for Kevin Durant. No matter who's been guarding him, he's so tall. He has such a good shot. There's nothing they can do to shut him down, and they're not worried about Kevin Durant's production at this point. They're fine with him scoring as much as he will. What they're really trying to do is shut down Steph, and perhaps a dislocated finger is the, is the break they needed to make that happen. And... The frustrating part about the Rockets is no matter how many times they play games, all the time, down the stretch, you saw it in that overtime game, their game stays the same in late-game situations, which is Harden ISO, mm-hmm. Chris Every Paul time. ISO, and all it is is relying on a crazy shot that's probably not going to go in, which is half of it, but the other half of it is that referee, the referee making the call, getting the foul call, which makes sense during a long game when you can rely on that happening for a certain percentage. You know, they, they play by the numbers, Daryl Morey, right? So if you know you're going to get that call... 40-50% of the time from a whole game standpoint, that's a great strategy. When you got 40 seconds left, you really don't want to be relying on that at the end of the game. I think that's why overtime got forced. 
And I don't think they're thinking with a lot of the most basic basketball strategy. You know, Chris Paul had the last shot of the game, tied up, 14 seconds left, didn't call a timeout. Mm-hmm. They were just like, we'll keep playing our game, drove to the rim, jump ball. They stopped them. They didn't get the foul call and forced overtime, which is just scary for the Rockets down the stretch. But calls go their way. Steph Curry injury goes another. You never know what could happen. I think they have a chance. Yeah, I think Kerr versus D'Antoni is an interesting matchup to watch throughout the the entire series as well. I mean, I'm going to stick more with that morbid approach and say Golden State in five. But I think I think Houston yeah. got their win. <laughs> yeah. um, I get thinking that they can still pull some of these games out because Houston is obviously very, very talented this year. But just you look at Golden State. And yeah, listen, the Steph Curry injury, that's something that if it really is affects his shooting form, could have a huge impact on how this thing plays out. But there's still so much firepower on that team as yeah, well. And it came out to say that they expect uh, DeMarcus Cousins to come back soon as well. Yeah, and that just be... Really? I didn't hear that. Back soon? For this yeah. series? Yeah. They thought that? Uh, I'm not sure this series, but I heard he could come back during the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Interesting. For I think the next series is yeah, what they're yeah. targeting. Next next series makes sense. But yeah, it, exactly. And then so we're at 725, and I still want to hit Jordy's lock and, and the Mount Rushmore. So just quick words on, on Denver-Portland and Philly-Toronto. Both series 2-2. Yeah. So just on the Denver-Portland series, it's turning out to be a, an absolutely great series with the four-overtime game. Um, both teams are really showing um, why, why they're good and why they should have a shot at the Warriors because they, they both, I think, would have a legitimate shot. Um, the Joker, Djokovic, has been playing fantastic, even though there's been things about, oh, he's not in shape and everybody's making fun of that because people finally realize who he is. And then Dame and CJ in in Portland are, are are showing that they're a really good backcourt, probably top top two, top three in the league. So, but very very interesting series to watch. Yeah, just uh, not ha- having a final Saturday morning really like allowed me to miss one of the you know one of the best games of the season. Yeah, the can vouch yeah. for that. So, um, yes, I wait. Conrad said I backing off him again he's got some great stuff to say today thank you that's a first <laughs> today, yeah today. uh no but i i really like the, the backcourt too i really like uh dame i'm a big cj guy and yeah he came on pmt but um yeah no he's there correct me if i'm wrong but cj kind of played poorly in round one did he not? i think he did not play there was the one game where he went 0 for 8 on threes i think yeah he I he, was so. he was trying to force it a little yeah. bit and then, what was it, a couple nights ago, I don't know, know if it was, or yeah, it was the four-overtime game. He put up 41 points, eight mm-hmm. rebounds, four assists. So I think that he's definitely, with the two-headed monster, if they can play, like, consistent, consistently well, they could be tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this this series has been absolutely one of my favorites to watch. It's really been the storyline I talked about, I think it was last week you on the said show. last week to watch out for that series. Yeah, I mean, it really is what, what I was saying, is that both of these teams have no answer for each other's stars, right? Mm-hmm. You still have Jamal Murray and Gary Harris on two of the best, on probably the best guard duo in the league that we were just talking about. They don't really have an answer for shutting them down. The losses in these games have really come down to which team's superstar hasn't been performing to their full potential. You saw that last night with Dame having a struggle in the third quarter. Ended up seeing a lot of bench time. Pulled it together in the fourth. McCollum had an incredible game, which made it again a shootout, high scoring, fun to watch. But neither of these teams have answers for these stars. What's been my favorite thing to watch, honestly, which is not what I expected was definitely Jokic. He's been incredible to watch. I've never seen a big man play like he's been playing. I've never really been a big Jokic fan just because I think he's boring to watch. I typically prefer the prefer the shooters, the guards, the big-time scorers. Jokic really on every play can just pick apart what Portland's trying to do. Every pass that he makes is the right pass. Not a big shooter, but so many times down the stretch. He was hurt in that last game, and for the last two minutes he was playing while injured and just making the right play every time whether it was a pass to the right wide-open man or just a simple box out down in the paint, making a shot for himself. Literally every bucket in that last two minutes was all Jokic, whether he scored it or not, and that's just incredible to see the growth of those young guys on that team in the last couple of years mm-hmm. to really see that they could potentially be all-stars in the future. They're starting to reach their potential. But also, I think Jokic has really grown just as much as they have just on a larger scale in the past couple of years. And for, to be able to see him be that successful, especially on this stage, has been incredible. Sure, I, I completely agree with you there, and I, especially I'll take it on the, the Portland side of things, watching Lillard and CJ kind of go through the years, because listen, they've been good for a while. Yeah, They've just never really been able to get over the hump, and this is their opportunity to get to a Western Conference Final. 
again, you've got Denver, a young team on the other side. It is fun to watch Jamal Murray and co work for Denver, made that crazy shot that we were talking about before. Yeah. So it has been incredibly entertaining. And really, so as I said last week, you know, most of that press was going to go towards these other series, but that series has been awesome. And then just to quickly touch on Toronto and Philly. So that's two, two as well. Mm. I'm actually surprised that Philly has been able to hang Same. with Toronto. Yeah. Cause I just think Toronto is so much better than Philly. I think you're seeing how good Kawhi Leonard is yeah. in this series. And that Philly just very clearly does not have anyone that can stay with him. Yep. So uh, I and but I still believe Toronto pulls this thing out. Yeah, so any, do I. I would say any yeah. differing opinions on that, or no. just keep moving. Toronto. Yeah, no, I agree. I think the most interesting thing about the Raptors is like we were talking about before. We talked about it last week. You mentioned it today. You need that A option, that B option, and they truly won the Demar Derozan trade for all the all the flack that they got. The way that Ka- Kawhi has been able to step up this year, not only him but also Siakam. We mentioned him a little bit last week. Has been incredible. He's gone from being basically a non option to being their B option. They're going to him now more than Lowry. And now they also have Kawhi, which is a big upgrade over DeMar DeRozan, especially with how he's playing. And that really is going to be the recipe for the most playoff success I think this team has had in a long time. I do, too. So I do think you'll see a Toronto-Boston Eastern Conference Finals. I know we have some differing opinions on that one. But, Jordan, what is your lock of the week before we get into our first Mount Rushmore? All right. So the game already started, so I guess this is kind of cheating a little bit. But not your fault. Not your fault. Not my fault. My lock of the week, this is going to be the Milwaukee Bucks-Boston Celtics under. It was at 220. When it originally opened, 220 had closed. Um, the biggest reason I took this was, honestly, Marcus Smart being healthy announced that he was going to be playing. He's already got a decent amount of minutes. By the way, the first quarter just ended, 30-22. to 22, So, on pace at the under, but it's going to be close. So you can probably still get it around 220 if you're looking at it. But the fact that Marcus Smart was not at all expected to play and then ended up playing, mm-hmm. and there was no adjustment in the total, is just a total shock to me because, obviously, he's a defensive player. And not only is he going to shut down some Milwaukee shots, he's also going to take away some minutes from some of those elite Boston scorers, guys like Tatum, um, Gordon Hayward, all people that move the ball well, shoot well. I think that Marcus Smart's going to hurt their offense a little bit and just make it harder for teams to score on both sides of the floor. And I think that's kind of hard to argue with there, with uh, with using that reasoning. So that'll move into then um, our Mount Rushmore, our first one of the day um mount rushmore of espn 30 for 30s now i know that's one of my personal favorites yeah i'm pretty sure everyone loves the 30 for 30s which way do we want to go my 30 for 30s or these the actual no we're gonna go with the actual 30 for 30s yeah sherwood does have his own series of 30 for 30s that he leaves on our whiteboard but we're gonna go with the actual 30 for 30s for this one so which direction do we want to start with do you want to start with jordan and work my way or my way and work we can uh, start with Jordy. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, uh-huh. oh, it, All right. We, we can start with. We can start. With uh, yeah, if I can you start if you want. Yeah, you can to. start. You can start. All right. Well, my number one pick is going to be Requiem for the Big East because it is my personal right. favorite. Yeah, Figured. Off the list. Yeah. Yep. So now, while it's done in kind of a morbid way because it was ESPN saying the Big East is dead, guess what? It's, it's not. not. Though, if you ask them, they would think it's dead. It's just, it's spectacular. It's awesome to see the Big East in the 70s and the 80s and how it progressed and how it grew in all those Big East tournaments and Villanova features pretty heavily in it, so that's always nice. Um, but my absolute favorite 30 for 30, Requiem for the Big East. Uh, so I'm going to, oh, what am I going to take? Why did I lose it? Uh, winning time. Uh, was on my- uh, Reggie, Reggie Miller versus the New York Knicks. And that kind of goes, goes back to the 90s and the Pacers and the Knicks, how that rivalry was really just so big there with uh, Reggie Miller and then, I guess, Spike Lee on the Knicks um, bench. Um, it's just, it's a, it was an amazing story, and not being able to live through that, um, kind of were able to see how, how great that rivalry was in kind of old-school NBA basketball and how physical it was and just how much back and forth there was in that in those series. Um so yeah, that's that's why I pick it. I'm surprised this one lasted. Um, I could get why though, but uh, survive in advance. Um, yeah, solid. 1983 yeah. national championship, just you know, goose same, same similar way to the Big East, where it's just goose. It was the whole whole episode, two hours was just goosebumps watching it all, and obviously, um, like highlighting the whole NC State team on the way that they won at the end with the buzzer beater, what dunk, put back, whatever you want to call it. And then, you know, just highlighting at the end with Jimmy V and everything that he's done and what, you know, his legacy afterwards. So that's that's 100% my favorite. 
All right, nice. So, so you got two picks here. Oh, great. All right, well, my first one's still around. I'm going to go with the two Escobars. Mm-hmm. Great um, one. Yeah, always love me a good Escobar narrative. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be going for that a little bit later as well. And Shout out, Rico. Some of our later Mount Rushmore's. We'll see. We'll see if it's around. But I think it's an interesting story about, one, a sport that I don't follow a lot. I'm not a, the biggest soccer fan, so it's interesting for me to learn about the past related to something I was already interested in. And it also is just a really crazy story of when sports crisscrosses with something that matters for life. You know, some of these players, their lives felt they felt like their lives were on the line when their team, a large stake of their team was owned by someone as crazy and as murderous as Pablo Escobar. So interesting to see how that dynamic plays out. And then the next one I'm going to go with is Baroque. Oh, yeah. ESPN 30 for 30. That was an odd one. Yeah, it was it was a different type. That's why. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's certainly out there, but it's it's also highlights a big issue of sports that you don't really hear about a lot anymore. It's about NBA players who end up going broke after they retire. And there's a bunch of different reasons for that. They interview a lot of different people to try to figure it out. Some people just think they don't know how to handle their money. Other people think they just can't live without basketball. Tons of different theories, but it's a really interesting way to see how some of these people can go from the peak of stardom to being in a really dark and difficult place in a span of a short, really short span of time. All right, there's two down. All right, so for my second one, I've got to take it. I was I was surprised <laughs> I, you didn't pick it first. I, I looked over and I knew Jordy wouldn't take it, so I thought, okay, I can slide. Um, yeah, is there any? I don't know. Shout out to my dad who went to all four schools with Mr. Quinn. That's we oh. I've I told people Humble this. Brag. I think we've talked about the Super Bowls in my lifetime, probably combined two hours. So um, it's obviously a sour memory. So, <laughs> um, but wide right. Yeah, uh, yeah, wide right. So. Um, you know what? It'll all be made up for this year. <laughs> when Josh then, Allen leads Josh them. Allen, rocket arm, celebrating the field goal. That'd be like Feb 3rd, 2020 yep. in Miami. So, mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, so yeah be, no, cool. the Bears are beating you. But. That's, that's going to set up for the Josh Allen 30 for 30. So. <laughs> so, all right, so our new 30 for 30 adds to the list. Yeah. All right, so with my second pick, I'm going to go with the Fab Five. Okay, good. Um, because that's just, I mean, I'm a huge, first off, Jalen Rose fan. Um just with what he's been able to do um, with his media career, but also just the story of what happened with Michigan's men's men's basketball team and the recruiting and the where they paid. They kind of started a new era of basketball with their style. Um, and then Chris Weber and obviously their national championship games and the, just how, how they were looked at at the time and they were kind of looked down upon. But now it's like, these guys like started this new era of basketball and with the swag they were able to bring to the sport. Uh, it's just, it's really interesting to, to watch and see what happened back then. Sure. And then, so I'll go with, uh, why am I blanking right now? Catholics versus convicts. Oh, no, that's- oh. Because that just like, and the second round, it's not a bad pick right yeah. there. Uh. Uh, just of course, 1988 Miami, Notre Dame. Uh, my mom was at that game. Fun fact. Ooh. Yeah. Um, so it, uh, it it just the story's crazy. The especially how they focused in on the t-shirts uh, okay, about it as well. Excuse me. It's the producer's office. We need to pull the talent aside. You We've know. got some rookies and uh, and he, well, no, Jordan's a rookie too. But look at him; he's all calm, cool, and collected over there. I didn't have a producer, full-time producer. I can. This is. I'm not going to finish that sentence. It's Conrad show. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. And then my third round pick will be I hate Christian Leitner. Oh, okay. Because it yeah. just sums up why everyone hates Duke. So it's a short and simple, right there. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, so I'm going to take in the third round, catching hell. Mm. Um, I think I kind of I kind of have to because yeah. that's when um, Steve yeah. Bartman obviously interfered in Game Six of the NLCS for the Chicago Cubs and Wrigley, and it's just just all the all the mayhem that happened after the fact. Even though the Cubs still had a chance to win that game, win the series later on, but how much Chicago fans kind of showed the dark side of what sports fans can be and how they Chicago really turned against this man. Um, and it's just it's really sad to see see how the city treated him and kind of started the turnaround of people maybe realizing he's not such a bad guy. Is there going to be one for 2016? Yeah. Yeah, yeah of course there is. Yeah, there will. Uh, what, Brian Terrizzo? <laughs> Brizzo. Brizzo. It might be Brizzo. It might just Brizzo be Brizzo. Brizzo, Inc. Uh, all right, I'll take the next one. I'll wait in Marino. 
Yep. Right yep. On that, what was that, like the 82, 84 NFL draft, quarterback draft, where there was, what, seven quarterbacks? Mm-hmm. Um, most important one, Jim Kelly. I don't think <laughs> That's right. Jim Kelly's amazing. I love Jim Kelly. There was like seven. Uh, Elway, Marino, Kelly, I don't know who the other four were. I think it was, wasn't Jaws from uh, Rob Oh, Jaworski. yeah, I believe so, Jaworski, Jaworski sure. So, yeah, no, but that was just a great one just to go through and just to show – I think they did. They do like a timeline thing where it was like seven o'clock. Elway was drafted, and then like that was out. that was just a really well done yeah. one. Yeah, I remember yeah. that one. Jordan three and four. Right. Oh, I get both. All right, so for three, I'm going with Jordan rides the bus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, classic yeah. one. Funny how I picked that one, but I just think <laughs> Michael Jordan is one of my favorite people to just read about to see um, how his life went. He's just one of the most interesting superstars, and I think this is the most interesting part of his career is a decision that makes almost no sense in almost anyone's eyes, just at the face face value level. And I think it gives you a really interesting look into what it takes to be a superstar and what your mind could be going through mm-hmm. in that period. So, love that one. And then the next one I'm going to go with is another NBA one. No crossover, the trial of Allen Iverson. Yep. Allen Iverson was one of the most unique NBA stars. Um, an incredible score, an incredible following of him, even at a youth level. So many people wanted to be like Allen Iverson. In an era where there are tons of superstars you could admire. Created a lot of different players that admire the ball handle, things like that. And I think it's an interesting look into the way that his style was created throughout his life, not just from playing basketball, but from everything else. Fair. All right. Um, for my last one, I'm going to choose... Um, uh, this is what they wanted. It's a less well-known one it's about the 1991 jimmy connors when i think he was like 34 or 35 made a run of the semifinals obviously i'm a huge tennis fan i loved watching that one nothing is more exciting than like an american doing well in the u.s open tennis and golf obviously but um just to see like the crowd just to see jimmy connors like as an entertainer like after winning a point like stand up on the umpire's chair not like the tall one but like one of the side ones mm-hmm. and pump up the crowd he's kind of like yeah no it was just it was amazing amazing to watch wish you would have won but yeah all right so with my fourth and final pick i'm gonna go with the 9.79 asterisks um track it's uh it's a it's a track one it's about the 1988 summer olympic summer olympics in seoul um and it was about the 100 meter final and about the lives of the eight men who who ran in that final and how their lives have kind of been shaped from that moment um, with Ben Johnson, who won and broke the world record at the time with a 9.79. But then later it was taken back because of he tested positive for steroids. And then how Carl Lewis, who came in second, was awarded the gold medal after the fact. So it's just really interesting to see how people's lives can be changed so much from one Olympics and how really steroids have really influenced the track community, especially in the 100. We're on air, Moy, and Moy and Matt are back. But yeah, so it's a really interesting one. It really shows how track really, really works in kind of the underbelly of the Olympics. Nice. And then I will finish things up after that grand entrance by those two with uh, with Big Shot, um, because I have to, about uh, when John Spano attempted to buy the New York Islanders. Without enough money to one. buy the New York Islanders, so the whole sale kind of collapsed. Um, so, so that was a fun one. So that wraps up our first part here on Round Trip. We're going to send it to a break and uh, then get into some NHL slash miscellaneous, and uh, we'll be back soon. Back here on Round Trip for 89.1. Spectacular job by Jack Sherwood there to make sure we came on, on time. That's our producer right there. So we've got the boys in the studio now. Just yo, 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 yo. Hey! 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 Oh, God help me. I'm so happy I'm going home tomorrow morning. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Why? Smart just missed a three. There you go. What? Oh. No, that's, that, hey, that's expected. He's injured. He's injured. Expected. I know. That's what I was saying. Battle Blake can't shoot the same way. That's, that's Matt Wood's analysis from the back you could hear it. Uh, so we're going to get into some NHL playoffs right now as the Bruins and the Blue Jackets are currently playing Game six of their series. The Bruins are up three games to two. It is 0-0 right now. This has been the best series of the second round, if you ask me. Yep, I agree. You're not on the mic. I'll, I'll speak for you. Goaltending play, best goaltending play series. No. 
He was saying Tukarastics. Tukarastics has stood on his head this series. I will give him that. He's been able to hold a very, very good Columbus Blue Jacket offense, mostly in check. Now, I do believe that Columbus wins this game tonight and sends it to seven, though then you have game seven at home Mm -hmm. in Boston, in which they will lose, and the Columbus Blue Jackets will go to the Eastern Conference Final. I agree. Jordy agrees. I like that. I've always said in NHL, when you're down 3-2 and you get that home win, even it up three three going back and putting the home team on like the back of their heels, back of their skates mm-hmm. like because it. they're yeah you just it's a huge game where there's nothing better than the silence of an away mm. game scored in game seven yeah when you just rip the hearts out of everybody you just rip the hearts mm-hmm. out kind of yeah. like my hurricane <laughs> oh you took the first I shot know, I was gonna I do it, it in there, Pat. Mm, I, I was, was waiting for when I was gonna call it the best come. series of the second yeah, round that was, the that was after might have been better just tagging him in eight Instagram posts. <laughs> Yes, after yes. following them after the series was over. <laughs> yes, after <laughs> the Carolina Hurricanes completed their sweep um, over the weekend, uh, Sherwood so nicely tagged me in four straight Instagram posts of the Hurricanes celebration. He gave you a little morning time. I said, I said, hey, Pat, how do you feel about this? And you go, I'm, I'm over it. And I figured it was time, so then it was the fingers started typing. Yeah, fun fact, I was not over it. <laughs> um, so other series going on today, Sharks Avalanche also Game six, San Jose leads three games to two. I think that San Jose finishes it off tonight. Yep. I just think the Sharks are better than Colorado. And Colorado, again, yep. like what they've been able to do this postseason has been really, really impressive. But San Jose, just they're kind of riding the luck they got from advancing against Vegas. Yeah. And I, San Jose overall is the better team. I mean, look at the And defense. they're the better team. Charleston and Brett Burns are two amazing defenders and with culture and... They, they definitely have the more sound team. I think that it's they're more primed. I think that Avalanche are going to have their... Like, this is, could be the beginning of, you know, something to come in the next couple of years. Yes, no, especially watching McKinnon as well continue yeah, to get McKinnon, better. Yeah, McKinnon's amazing. Who's the kid that won the Hobie Baker and then came on, like, two days later and scored? Whoever that defenseman was. I, he I, played for BU and then... Conrad, do you know? Yeah, do you know Conrad? His name was... And so the uh, next year is also <laughs> Stars Blues, which is going Joe to Game Smith. 7 <laughs> yep, on Tuesday. One. Game 7? Game 7. Tomorrow night. Stars. Somebody's going to win. St. Louis at home. Stars. I've said this, bro, or Ben Bishop is... I said he was the hottest goaltender, then he kind of really let me down this series. Yeah. He let yeah. Burger yesterday, but I think, I think Stars are going to be the surprise team. I think Bishop's been the most consistent. I think Bennington was a little hotter this mm-hmm. series, but if you take it from the course of the course of the season, yeah. you'd take Bishop as the one to rely on. I think what was more characteristic of that series was the road teams, teams playing on the road, playing well. So you can take Dallas in a road spot right here for Game 7. Yeah. And also, St. Louis's goalie, is in, he was in the AHL at the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. which like yeah. pops him, shout out to him. Yep. He's, I think they said he was the quickest, tied for the quickest goalie ever to get to 30 wins. I think he was... 22-6-1, dating back, obviously, the regular season. So he's, um, I thought the Sabres stole their goalie in, what was his name? I don't even know what his name is. It's been so long, and the Sabres have sunk. But um, whoever the goalie that we got from them, and then apparently they have this god behind them. That's yeah, well, thank you for Robin Leonard. Yeah, uh, yeah, Robin yeah, Leonard. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, that worked out this year. And I also believe that Dallas wins this thing on the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, NHL playoffs is where things like that happen. Yeah. Where road teams can win in Game 7, yep. and I think Dallas is really good. Also, fun fact, look at there. If Dallas wins the Stanley Cup, Rick has to do something drastic. Oh, boy. If Dallas wins the Stanley Cup, does this partially go to Minnesota? Because this is technically Minnesota. The North Stars? Yeah. Does yeah, Minnesota sure. finally win one? Yeah, you can take it. No. Well, they do have they, they do have the links. They do have the links. That was, that was big through my high school year. The they, the they do have the links. Now, is there any honor, honor, are there any other miscellaneous topics that we want to hit on after the NHL playoffs? Um, the Derby guy got disqualified. We talked we about, talked about that. Yeah. Hey, yeah. No, you, guys, you guys missed it. The Yankees are starting to get healthy. Okay, I'm not talking about uh, that. Uh, uh, the Cubs just swept the cards. Javi Baez is an absurd human being. Also, too, for those all those tennis fans out there, the clay court swings getting in full motion right now, so watch out for my boy Rafa Nadal. He's going for, what was it? He's going for the 12th French Open, so it was... So it'll be a lot dose. I don't know what it is. When, uh, it, when does that start? Uh, it usually starts uh, Memorial Day weekend. It's usually like the first 
Oh, yeah. Um, it's the Fortnite. We have some time. Two weeks, we've got time. Right? I believe they're in Madrid now, but it's like these are, I think they hit up the Italian Open in a couple weeks. Yeah. Very big tennis guy. That's my favorite. Red Lightning. Is that the Red Lightning from Florida State? No. Nah. I just don't know what he's looking at right now on his computer. <laughs> no, I'm looking at uh, the kid from, I believe it's Texas. Oh, the, fast, yeah. the, the guy, the high schooler that broke 10, kind of, but not really. I have not broken 10. Mm. No, I'm sorry. Hey, what did, uh, what did you run in your half marathon? My half marathon? No, I didn't. I've run a faster half marathon than you. Yes, you have? That's big. Shout out Madeline, too, who ran a faster marathon than Tommy. Uh, yeah, Matt would run a half marathon, too. Yeah. Oh, he is. Oh, yeah, he's got his Philadelphia half marathon shirt on. Cool shirt. Okay. My, time was, my time was gonna get short. Gray. Yeah. Long sleeve. Yeah. How about? No, I, I want to see the back. I want to see it. Yeah, I, never, I ran the love marathon. What was your? Uh. uh what was your time, Sherwood? 2.14, 13.11. 2.14. So do you know what per mile like split average that was? The split was. I think it was what? I think I wanted to do nine minutes. Okay. Maybe or ten. I think I was right at. I think I was ten. Ten oh five. Okay. Okay, fine. And was it like then like in Philly, like all in Philly, or did it snake outside of Philly? It snaked outside of Philly. Yeah, ours ours was the same thing. So we started at the Rocky Steps. Yeah, yeah. We ran all the way down to basically like the water to the Delaware River. Yeah. And then we went along the river and then came back um, into Philly again. Yeah. And like didn't basically like ran equidistant to like pat like to where the Rocky Steps would be, but obviously yeah. like, we weren't at the Rocky yeah. Steps. And but then we just kept going out straight. And we like went over a hill, and it, you know, around like Manioc area, kind of, yeah. and it just was all hills, and was horrible yeah, after that. Was, like mile seven, just hills started. I was not ready for that. Yeah, no, it started off. Um, you went around because there was a five k or seven k and a half. It started off. You ran like inside Philly. And I was like, oh, this is great. You know, I'm feeling. I think we ran like eight and a half splits, which was amazing. And yeah. And all of a sudden, you leave the Philadelphia Art Museum. Also, huge plug on the Philadelphia Art Museum member. That's I like. Wednesdays are free, right? Wednesday, I don't know. I when the no, Wednesdays I, are free. I get them free every day. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Very nice. Very nice. My thing with half marathons, I think anyone can run one. I don't, yeah, no, that's why I was like, I. It was. It, it wasn't too tough to like to to run or like it was tough to train and everything, but it wasn't yeah. too bad. Running a full marathon, running that. I think. I think anyone. I think any human being on the planet can run a half marathon. I think Let's you have to have. Right Pat, we're timing. You go run 30. I, I have to pack. I think you can. I, I think. I think most people can run a marathon, but you have to have some sort of motivation marathon. to keep you going. Full marathon, some motivation. To keep oh. you. I don't think you can roll out of bed and just run a full marathon. I think you, anyone can roll out of bed and run a half marathon and complete it. No, I finished a full marathon. I don't know if anyone's doing that. If some, some people don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I went to some breakfast place. Just order the menu. It was delicious. So yeah. I was like, I ate it. I got half, like, not even halfway through. I got, like, a quarter of the way through. And I was like, and my parents came. I was like, taking The feeling when you were done? Oh, my I Lord. Think, yeah. I finished. I finished, like, almost collapsed. I, <laughs> I was, was like, done. <laughs> really? I, I walked around, and then. When when you when you finished, did they have, like, a fruit stand? Like, they had a ton of food waiting for you? No. Like, Oh, yeah, no. They had, like, it was. There's, like, a big tent set up yeah, when we finished. It was, yeah. Like, a pretzel and all this other. I think Conrad can run, a, can run a half marathon one day. I think I could do. Maybe, maybe me and Wood can help you. Like this year, okay. next year, next couple of years. Yeah, after, yeah. after next year, uh, the, uh, you guys can this train coming me. fall. What after are you doing? Fall, no. yeah. coming fall, I'm training for. That's track. what I did. Yeah, I'm training for before? track in the fall. Yeah, dude, no, you can do both. No. Think he's about it. Yeah, such different training. I can't. No, I mean exemplary athlete. Exemplary, yeah. We would throw off D1 athlete. We're being more than D1 athletes. I feel like I feel like I have to say this. This is Pat. Or this is Comrade's show. So like maybe like a little, little bit off. Maybe jump off his back a little bit. Jordy, what happened over there? <laughs> Celtics have gone ice cold. We're at 39, 39, three minutes left. Kyrie's an absolute it. issue right now. Can't do anything. <laughs> Kyrie's a turnover factory. All right. We need a bleep button. Uh, we really do. So, are we going to break or are we hitting Mount Rushmore? Mute button next year. I'll work on it. Sure, you've been show for like one day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? He's the producer. producer. I'm the producer. Sorry. He did this last time too. Yeah. I'm at a radio show right. Matt Wood is on the yeah. phone right now. <laughs> after after he just gets at me, Matt Wood walks off. On a yeah. FaceTime. As a producer, that would never happen. <laughs> I Close the door over there. I'm so riled. We're setting this to a break. This is a train wreck, also known as Round Tripper here at 89.1, and we'll be back soon. Back here on Round Tripper again, producer Jack Last Sherwood year. getting us started. <laughs> oh, Matt Wood's excited about something, which makes me nervous. Uh, <laughs> <exactly>. <laughs> Who's going to say it? Uh, we're all thinking. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> we are oh, co- going to move into Around the Nova Nation, as we always do to end our show and the only thing I'm going to throw up there is Big East Outdoor is coming up so Conrad what do you think and Dad Bales 
Davil. Get the mic. Benjamin Moy is on the mic. We got Davil's May 10th no, and 11th, okay. which is our. No, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll explain. I'll explain. Out of the way. That is the the Davil Regatta, which is um, the largest collegiate regatta for rowing in all of America, and is our most important race of the year. We got that this Friday and Saturday. I'd like to point out that Ben Moy is no not wearing shoes right now, in the and he also wasn't wearing. He still isn't wearing pants. Oh, oh yeah. Pants. Yeah. By regatta, do you mean regatta cheese? It's ricotta. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so so come support Friday. I'm gonna be home Friday, Saturday. Of, you can make the drive, ben, Benjamin. I'm so. talking Friday, Saturday. <laughs> Of this week, the Villanova men's and women's rowing teams will Not be out at the... Because they, they, they don't do that. <laughs> I, like, so I lied. It's only the men's team. The women's team is doing Big East uh, conference. No, not, it's like the CAA. They just always get worked around. All right. The All women's right. team's All not right. going to be there. Okay. So the men's team will be there. Uh, boats go off uh, in the morning on Friday. 9.15, our boat. 9.15 for Benjamin Moy and myself's boat. Um, we are looking to make the second-to-last final. Qualify for second goal. Uh, no, no, no. Like there's six finals. If our goal. If we make the fifth final. That yep. would be good. It's good. good season for us. Okay. The, the second final. No, no. no the second, second from the bottom. Last. The second to last. No. <laughs> I just did this so that get a reaction. Uh, but yeah, we're doing. So yeah, we're nine feet in the morning. We'll be there. Come through. You guys got this. They'll crush it. Awful. All right, to an actual collegiate sport here at Villanova. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> Show <laughs> Rest in peace, headphone users. <laughs> All right, so the Big East Conference is this weekend. It's in New York. It's uh, it's also Friday and Saturday. But so yeah, this is obviously we talked about this for indoors. All the Big East teams will come out, um, compete. This is kind of for track. It's the biggest thing of the year because there's no like head-to-head meets like in other sports. So it's it's a really big meet. It will probably be the same teams on the top for the men's with. Villanova and Marquette should probably come down to the wire. Let's see who picks up points because indoor was so close. And with the added a few events from outdoors, who knows what can happen. The women's Villanova is going to win. I'm pretty confident about that one, Mm -hmm. but yeah, no, the men's, it'll be really good. Great to see. There's a couple guys that are going for to improve on their regional marks, which will be two weeks from this weekend. And that'll be really cool because that's how you get to nationals and really make a name for yourself through the program. But it, it's a really big weekend for, for men's track, biggest weekend of the year. Um, it, it should be great, and Villanova's got a really good cha- chance at winning something. Yeah, and good luck to you guys, and I'm sure you'll crush it. Thank you. Yeah, so that's it. Other than we're going to close with, as we go into summer, our Mount Rushmore of summer activities. Now, I think I'll start on this one, and we'll work it around. I see Jordy's ready over there. Um, as a special shout-out before we start, Ben Moy would pick surfing as number one. Is that fair? That should be everyone's priority. Yeah, it's not making my nope, list. Nope, not making Actually, my no. list. Don't make it everyone's priority. I don't want the water to be too crowded. So, like... Oh, boy. If you, if oh you, that was tough. And we're moving on we're moving from on. So I will start. Um, my number one pick is going to be golf. <laughs> so, uh, you got some time off now. You hit the golf course. Maybe do a little better than I did in Tampa. Can't get worse, so... I did. Yikes. Yeah. That's Anthony Bennett going to number one. Oh. Oh. oh! That's really bad. All right. So with my number one, I'm going to go with, I'm going to say this is in a group. I'm going to go with like a, a nice kickball, softball, or wiffle ball game, kind of basically baseball in general. But <laughs> kickball game. Oh, can we add a card baseball league? To the list. Pat, you know Cape League is great. Cape League. Cape League. Playing kickball as a kid. Fantastic. Nobody gives a... Whoa there. (laughs) I didn't say anything. (laughs) That's what we got got producer now. So yeah, kickball, softball, that kind of stuff. All right, here we go before Connor gets us kicked off the air. No. Nobody heard anything. Golf or scramble? I actually had scramble on here before you put up golf. I'm going to go with regular golf so you yeah, can take scramble. scramble. I'll say, like, nothing better than, like, the Sunday, Saturday morning shotgun start. Mm. Well, shotgun start or scramble, and everyone, you know, you finish at, like, six under, and you're like, yeah. Yeah. And, like, the winners are, like, in, like, the 50s, and it's, like, how is it possible? Someone, <laughs> someone, out, someone out there is kind of, you guys get the hole. Yeah, it was Bird. He cheated. <laughs> Jordy. Then you can right, make my I'm, list. I'm starting with the easy one. The, yep. it's, it's just going to the beach. Oh, 
it's going yeah. to be. I was, I mean, I was hoping that was going to work. I don't know how you feel. Listen, you get the sun, you get the water, you get the relaxing. That's what summer's all about. It's going to the beach. Then round two, first pick of round two. I'm a lake guy. You're a lake guy. So no, I'm, I'm going. I'm going with. I'm going with. I'm going with tubing. I'm going with tubing. Great if you don't know what tubing is, it's it's Tubing's it's great. a big tube on the back of a speedboat, <laughs> and you go real fast. And you, go, you just you floor it and you hold on. There's lots of ways to do it. You can put two people on one tube. You can put two tubes out there, one person each. Have you ever switched tubes? There's yeah, that's what I was just yeah. going to yeah. say. Yeah. If you want to get really crazy, you can jump between one tube and another at the same time. Two tube oh, it's action. Crazy. It's yep. Two, you can do four tubes. Oh. You know, it all depends on what your parents allow. Massachusetts. Oh, so don't do it in Massachusetts. Well, in Massachusetts. So just go to a better place like Illinois. You know where you can do it. Better is very Listen, subjective there. Very time lawless. Sherwood. Lawless. Uh, go to the Oh, I was gonna say cool. Go up, go up there. Show up. Sure it's got the worst list. Oh, I've got, I've got to be better. Just wait. Uh, you know, go, go off the diving board. Pretend like you're gonna do, you know, the triple flip and then yeah. just do, just do the things alone. Okay. Yeah. Right, some, some good stuff. Oh my god! All right. So my second one, it's gonna be the bonfires, the campfires, uh-huh. the late nights with you're friends. Did you go? To, you go to somebody's house, or you, you could do this on the beach. Um, you're just you're just up. It's a ridiculous time of the night. And you're just sitting by a fire because one fire is awesome, a lot of fun, but also just being around with your friends and just chilling by a fire is always always a great time in the summer. It is, and that was mine. So I'm a little shook right now. Well, that's unfortunate. <laughs> yep. Um, so hey, go to a bar, beach beachside bar. I am 21. Uh, go to a beachside bar. That'll be my number two on, on that one. Thank you, Ben Moy. And then I'll say number three, watch some fireworks. Mm. It's big over one. the summer, right? That's Firework nights at, uh, at different ballparks around. Pizza would be good. Conrad, you're up. Oh, boy. Um, all right, the third one is going to get some ice cream and maybe like a little little smaller ice cream shop yeah, that you homemade. got. Homemade, like homemade. Your, your local ice cream shop oh, where it's just like a mom and pop cake. shop. Shout out Polar Cape from Matt Wood. Cave. 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 Yeah. Cave in Mashpee. In, in, Massachusetts. Ma- in Massachusetts somewhere. Mashpeak. 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 We're losing a lot of translation. Right? All right. Well, so yeah, ice cream shops at a little mom and pop shop. Oh, boy. Uh, uh, do you have your, your second, uh, third round? Uh, uh, Fourth of July. Whoa. Just four years. You're claiming the day? You can do it whenever you want. You're doing the 4th of July. The build up, 4th of July, and post 4th of July. Oh, okay. Uh, and, and the hot dog eating contest in 4th of July. Oh, oh. pick all three. He picked a day. He picked a day. What three did I pick? Hot dog, 4th of July, and post 4th of July. We'll let the voters decide. Jordy, you're up. Illegal. All right. Oh, why am I? Oh, oh, I'm going with uh, going camping. Going camping. Yeah. It's warm weather. No, never. That's a solid one. Never. If you're you're from an area where you don't get warm weather unless it's summer, this is the time to go camping. There's some pretty good spots. Michigan Dunes, Warren Dunes. You ever been there? Yeah. Yeah. Great place. Love it. Yeah. Camping. I'd rather jump over a bridge. (laughs) Camping's a lot of fun, Pat. You gotta gotta give it a shot. It's an experience. (laughs) And then uh, final pick. Final pick. Shouldn't surprise anyone. Going with... uh, Throwing a frisbee. Whoa, no oh, way. The I would recommend it. By the way, we Any time of the year. It. Frisbee champion. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we won. Yeah, yeah we did. Hey. Hey. Three in a row. Should be an easier Three frisbee. in a row. No big deal. We, we dealt with some serious losses. And we it's picked true. up a new. We lost Kim. Added, uh, tall, added big guy. Tall guy. Tall guy. Tall guy. Tall guy. Shout added out to him. Trainer. Yeah. Touch your business. Touch your business. Connor came up with the big catches at the end. No injuries. No injuries. Connor. Connor had the birthday. Game winning. Game saving crab. He did. A poor Rick decision. The game-winning oh, catch to put it away. So. There, there were whispers though of people out at 2 a.m. that morning. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Would have been a real shame if, if there was a loss and that came out. The media. Came out. No, we can't let those get out. Well, Connor, Connor saved everyone by winning it. So. <laughs> there you go. And then, uh, yeah, but throwing a frisbee. All right. You know, you can do it any time of year. You, you need someone to throw with. Let me know. I'll be there. All right. There we go. Um, all right. For my last one, this is the dark horse. 
Um, oh boy, it's gonna save the rest of his picks. Pardon? You're gonna save all <laughs> picks right here. Um, watching the College World Series in oh. late June and I like those. Oh. Yes. What are we doing? Yes. What? 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 What are we I doing with this, our time? Oh, this what are you doing? You sing Zyle? I love it. I think that specifically for one just to rile him up. Yo, shout out to the. What are we doing with our time? Paul Ryan's got a great watch. The last one. Do I go with the? All right. Think carefully. Oh. Don't do it. Do it. I'm going to go with watching the NBA Finals in June. <laughs> Why is this acceptable with College World Series, isn't it? Yeah. Because <laughs> nobody cares like, about college baseball. college baseball. Golden State's already won the title. Shut they up. have not. If, what? If the Celtics make the finals, the I don't know. The Celtics are not winning at all. The Celtics are not winning at all. But don't you enjoy watching greatness? Yeah. Then wouldn't watching the Warriors, whoever they're playing, be very enjoyable? Like, do you want to be the guy that was like, oh, I didn't watch it? Or, like, the guy was like, oh, Jordan, they're too good. I'm not going to watch Jordan. He's only, like, the best player ever. He's not. Is that what you're doing with not watching the Warriors? Because Warriors are a great team. I'm going to watch. This is probably probably the last stint with these guys. And if 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 they make it, make it far enough, like, it's going to be, you, you don't want to miss the last time, potentially, this Warriors team could be together. And also, like, NBA Finals, it's decided over almost a year ago. Okay, yeah, that's just then, false. But <laughs> you're just wrong. Then, you just hate NBA basketball because you're a college basketball guy. We know this. Yeah. No, it's just that you know Golden State's going to win. <sighs> what happens when they don't? They will. What Hold on. They don't? They they, let me give a take it. Take it and take it. take it, boy. All right. I haven't finished yet. <gasps> Celtics and Where's my meat I know. My final pick is making s'mores. Because those are the best, and I That's absolutely love having those. On but he won't camp. But he won't camp. No, I will not camp. camp. You won't camp. camp. Yeah, that's a, that's a ridiculous take. Ridiculous. I hope take. the voters are. When do you when do you make s'mores if you're not camping? Uh, in my backyard. You know what's better? Bonfire. Yeah, but you know what's better when you're making s'mores and camping? You could not pay me. Yeah, that's a that's an absurd take. More take. Okay, I can't wait for this. So that's why my hand is on the mic turn off button. I, this needs to be stated, all right? I got two mics now. <laughs> I just want to say this. I don't know if you stated this last week or not. I don't know if I did. <laughs> but if you're gonna the Boston Slam. Hold on. No, no, no. Wait, Pat, 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 Pat. If, we, if, if the Boston Slam happens, we have to do a, the first show we come back, we have to do a segment. No, about we, already, we have, if, we have if, a plan for next if, year. If, if, if they lose, then... We get a segment ripping me and the kid. What? That's, what? That's every week. I think the only person, the only person that yeah. is stopping the Boston Slam is probably Kyrie Irving and his poor leadership skills. <laughs> Are the Bruins gonna win? I, I think the, 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 the door is wide the open. Door is wide open. The door is wide. Is there a, is there a Facebook page? I think whatever it is. Moy just needs to do something drastic, and we film it. I'm okay with that. <laughs> something drastic. Something drastic. All right, so if the Boston Slam doesn't happen, Moy has to do something drastic. I think that's better. <laughs> the, only way, the only way it doesn't happen is Kyrie is be a bad leader. Only reason <laughs> I mean, like, am I wrong, though? Yes! yes! <laughs> so many ways. That's the only way that... All right, all right. I mean, I'm, I'm saying, like, in terms of ability, I mean, I know the Stanley Cup, anything can happen. But like, but like in terms of ability, the Celtics should make the finals. Great show, great guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying the the, they should make the finals. Are they going to? I don't know. Mike Gorman while you're at it. Oh yeah, we we actually read a great article about that the other day. Who's who explaining Mike Gorman to people who don't know? The uh, Celtics broadcast. Is that Pat, great article? Wasn't it? It was a good <laughs> article. Say who he is. Mike Gorman is the play-by-play announcer for the Celtics, and uh, long time actually. Not biased at all. I Not thought biased. that was Brian Scalabrini. <laughs> no, he does the away games. He does color. Wait, Mamba? Yeah? Who's the one that puts up, like, the um, sabermetric stat of the day, where it's, like, the, like, gave high fives and stuff like that? That's Bart. Oh, that's, no, 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 no. I, I thought, but, No, there's, yeah, I don't know. It's, I, like, they're analytics people. Yeah, or they're, someone they're, not actually, like, make, oh, I, I don't, I. It's someone that does, like, their teleprompting so or whatever. does Barstool Photoshop that, or does any? No, mess? no, like, see, that's what, that's what's, like, come on in the past. Yeah, yeah no, I like, that's why I've seen those, and that's, no, that's good. All right, that's my take. But, but there needs to be a control. segment about the Boston Slam if it happens. Well, I if <laughs> the announcements here at the end of the show, I was going to say I would like to do summer podcasts as well. We can oh, say. beautiful! Actually, this this how could, do we do that? How, how, how do you do that? You just all call in on Skype, and I record it, and then I post it. It won't be live, but it can still be done and posted. Mm, all right, mm. I'm in. 
So we can do a status we'll update. Producer. Yeah, producer. 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 producer gets to talk. The producer does get to talk. We've got our gambling expert right across from us here that can call in still. So no, I I do not plan on round trip for ending right here uh, for a couple uh, a couple months. We uh, will be a few shows over the summer, maybe more than a few. Love we'll yeah. we'll see. Week. We'll see how things right. work out. But every week. That's Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Maybe once a week. Maybe we'll try to get that done. Maybe once a month. Maybe once a month. Maybe once every two. Maybe just one. Yeah. There will be some round trip. Maybe we'll text each other. Yeah, we'll figure (laughs) it out. So that's our show. That's it for the final round tripper of the year. It has been an absolute blast doing this all year. Another year down. Um, It's insane. And thank you to everyone that puts in the time to listen. Thank you to everyone here that has contributed to the show in one way or another this year. Hey, let's hear it for Pat. Let's hear it. Yeah. Pat, 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 Come on. Pat's okay. you, you know Pat does a great job you know running everything. It's harder than it looks. This is Pat's show. The fact that he puts up with all of us is absurd. Why would he do this? Yeah. Why does he keep inviting more people onto the show? He needed me as a producer. I needed yeah. a producer. Why'd he start? Why'd he, he asked me last year? Like, but no, terrible thank you, pick. This year was spectacular, adding everyone in uh, halfway through the semester or halfway through the year. And uh, I can't wait to get things going again uh, in the start of August. Yeah. yeah. It'll be fun. It'll Big be fun. things to come next year. Big, Big things. things. All right, that first Huge show. Things. Where are, are you planning last night talk shop? Yeah, yeah we talked some shop. The first show of next year has already been planned out. It's already, yeah. been, it's already been There planned. might be... Yeah, there might be a gold you subscription that you can uh, you can get to. It's all gonna be free. Don't worry. Free. Yeah. Except yeah. for you know there there is room to get a sponsorship. I believe. Uh, well, Fubu TV. Fubu TV. Shout out yep. if you guys want to if pay you want us. To sponsor us, please do. Um, really? I'm not sure we're listening. <laughs> yeah, I'm positive. So, one last time, thank you to Connor, Jordy, Jules, Megan, Shannon, Joe, Rebecca, Fiona, Emma, Rick, Tan, Jane, Sherwood, Brian, Jack, Sophia, Annie, Elizabeth, Jen, Mike Crayo, Uncle Ken, Anton, Marie, Joe, Johnny, Mom, Dad, Bears, Woods, Moise, everybody that has listened to this show this year, thank you so much. 